Challenge history was made this week, Sheldon. We finally saw it. Wes versus Bananas in an elimination in the regular season because we have seen it on Champs versus Stars. <laughs> but we finally had it happen. I'm here for it. You're here for it. Let's introduce ourselves and then let's get to it. I'm John Chidley. And I am Sheldon Alexander with one question, John. Are you Ooh. not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> this is not why you were here. <laughs> now, my my question is: Are you quoting Gladiator or the Jay Z song that sampled <laughs> Gladiator? Because I know that you're a huge Jay Z fan. I can see him behind you right now. I mean, I think we know the answer to that already. But before we go off on a bit of a tangent, let's just continue rolling here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is You Killed It, the podcast that the challenge. We're in, we're in high spirits after maybe a two hour conversation <laughs> that we had before. The lost tapes. <laughs> the lost tapes that will never see air, partly because we didn't record mm-hmm. for the best. Mm-hmm. For the best. Um, yeah, this was, I, I mean, we're going to get to it when we get to it. But man, like, I just want to say, broadly speaking about this episode, it was so good. It was so different from other episodes we've seen because there was not a lot going on. It was a pretty, like, A to B plot, mm-hmm. which was nice because it w- I didn't want it to take away from the climax, from the conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good episode and it ended really well. And the thing that, that really was throwing me off, I honestly thought that they were just setting us up for like, oh, is Wes mm. going to make the decision? And then he wasn't going to go in. Like, I didn't really think he was going to go in until they made the nominations. And once they named the three people, I was like, oh, Maybe he will actually go in. And I still didn't really want to buy it because I thought they're just trying to sucker us. But no, it was it was good. It was really good. And, and for like old school, long time challenge viewers, this was a cool episode. This was a cool episode. Yeah, this is a great episode. And I, 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 and I, I was going to say, I think it's a cool episode ahead. just because you have, <laughs> you know, one of our challenge favorites in terms of the trivia episode, which is always just funny yes. to watch. Um, but then, yeah, you you have the, a classic challenge, challenge, and then you also get two of the biggest names in the entire franchise at the end of the day going into an elimination against each other. Like, what more do you want? Nothing else, <laughs> really. That's all I need in life. Let's start at the beginning, okay. which is that we have all the reactions from... Uh, Kayla and Jenna being eliminated. Anissa feeling relieved. Mm-hmm. Nani makes the very fair point that she's relieved, although they're her best friends. Yeah. She's relieved because she was really carrying their stress. I... And Nani's a naturally anxious person. Mm-hmm. It seems like reading your face, Sheldon, <laughs> that you have thoughts about Nani's relief. Like the whole like, oh, poor me, I had to take on their stress, like miss me with that. Like, get out of here. Don't get me wrong. I I get that it would have been annoying to like listen to them talk about their relationships and all that. But you still played a role in the whole cover up. Right. Like we talked about it from weeks and weeks ago. I said 
even in the episode that Jenna won, I'm like, it'd just be too obvious for her to throw this challenge when everyone's expecting her to. But I bet you in a couple weeks, what's going to happen when Jenna goes home? We all saw this coming, right? And so for Nani now to play the victim, and it's like, no, you just made a terrible alliance, right? You should have probably tried to align yourself with your holy trinity and then add in some other pieces so that you're not in this position now where you're looking around and you don't really have anyone to have your back. So it's just like, whatever. And now you want to admit that Jenna wanted to go home? Now you want to admit it after the fact? Miss me with that. So it wouldn't be a Thursday morning if I didn't have people on my timeline dunking on Josh or Nelson. Mm -hmm. So let's get to a couple of those comments. A friend of the show, Papa Mm -hmm. Minnow, asks you and I, can you guys add a one good thing to say about Josh segment? Uh, Can I answer that? Yeah. I'm going to give an emphatic no. (laughs) (laughs) Like Josh is so annoying to me even when they're trying to give us this scene of him talking to his family that is only there for you to sympathize with them on some level i'm still like nah i don't care i really don't care get out of here josh i was gonna say so i replied to papa uh last night and said there's only so much we can handle (laughs) i picked a gif of josh looking particularly stupid um and I mean, the reason why I bring it up now is exactly what you said. The scene of Josh interacting with his family, saying that he wants to do well for his family. The nicest thing I can say about him is he has his priorities straight in terms of where the money he will not win mm-hmm. could potentially go. The other flip side about Josh, and if we're you know comparing Josh versus Nelson, to me, at least Nelson is like okay at some challenges. Right. Like, I know that's kind of a backhanded compliment, but if you're talking about who I'd rather have on my team, it's 1000% Nelson. So the opportunities, let's say, to say something nice about Nelson are more than the opportunities we have to say something nice about Josh, because his only role on the show is to be a shit disturber. At least Nelson wins eliminations. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know what? If. I mean, it depends so much on how the final challenge is structured, but like Nelson could theoretically win Mm -hmm. because as long as he can like somehow get his way through the inevitable puzzles and like, I don't know how he does it eating gross (laughs) shit, but like anything athletic, Nelson's quite capable. Totally agree. Totally agree. Josh is not good at anything. (laughs) The only thing Josh is good at is being loud and sounding congested. Yeah. Like, as much as we big up Jordan for that elimination win versus Josh, like, that is the most pathetic loss ever. And, I mean, Jordan, if you go back to it, Jordan won the tug of war because of strategy that he used. But you can't lose three times to a dude in a tug of war that has one hand. That just doesn't make sense. And you're big as fuck. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, forget the, like, forget Jordan's disability. Josh has, what, at least 40 pounds on him. At Mm -hmm. least. Like, what the (laughs) hell? Uh, I do want to speak about someone who I've really grown to like, especially this season. 
and that is Corey. Yeah. Corey has grown on me like every season that he's on the <laughs> challenge. I like him a little bit more. Yeah. But this season, first of all, he's having the best season of his challenge career mm-hmm. in terms of like political game, being smart, being observant, making smart moves, winning competitions like the daily competitions. He just needs to get his red skull. Yeah. Right? Like that's the only thing that's holding him yeah. back. And like the amount he has matured in the past three or four years. And, you know, I don't watch Teen Mom at all, so I don't really know enough of what's going on or how he's portrayed on that show. Um, so can't really comment too much on that. But it seems from what we're seeing of Corey on the show that he's he's calmed down a bit, you know, and obviously you saw his pregnant girlfriend and, you know, he seems really focused on as he says, which is a true statement, diapers aren't cheap, formula isn't cheap, right? So you're seeing that and you're seeing a completely different guy as opposed to, you know, what we always talked about before, these females, as Corey would say, where he was just coming on the show to like hook up and then try to like cause drama by just throwing bananas in, which we'll get to later on. But yeah, as you mentioned, my guy seems super calm. There's no like big outbursts. He's just like a funny, likable character, right? Which isn't really the way that we talk about Corey before. And especially when you think of his partnership with Nelson, as Nelson continues to do the same Nelson-esque things, Corey stays out of the drama and doesn't really get any of the residual bad vibes that you would think he might get from being teamed with Nelson. So got to give him some credit for that. But I do have a question for you. And I know it's kind of skipping ahead, but irrelevant, really, because we'll talk about the the trivia as a separate entity. You talked about Corey's gameplay and how his gameplay has been very rational and he's made very good decisions so far. Was his decision to not want to go in and just allow bananas to go in? Was that the right move? <laughs> I <laughs> I'm enjoying your pause here. Your pause just now was like Trudeau when they asked him about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um I honestly I don't know and it, like I don't want this to be a cop out <laughs> cuz obviously given that pause I did think about it. I think there's something to be said and reader unbent flow mm-hmm also sort of raised this issue and we'll get to their question in a second but i think there's something to be said for making life more difficult for bananas by volunteering in this moment okay that said i think that corey can reasonably assume that the next elimination is going to be um multiple person it's going to be a purge okay. and there's he maybe saw the writing on the wall that this meant bananas and west were might have to go against mm-hmm. each other and even if they didn't that means either Corey's going in against bananas or Corey is going to eliminate one half of the bananas west alliance and like the people he would have to face in a purge are josh 
Swaggy, and Kyle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Am I missing any other men? Uh, no, I think that's it. And I think Corey can like his odds at beating those three at virtually Agreed. anything. So either he goes in against Bananas as the Tribunal's pick, or he goes in against those three, and he's probably the favorite to win. Yeah. So I can see why he's like, you know what? Maybe it's for the best to like see if Wes and Bananas come apart at the seams here. Like We don't know what kind of inside information mm-hmm. he had. So I guess he made the right choice, but it's like you'd really have to think on it, and like we don't know everything that Corey knows. And it's a super huge at that moment. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I think it's a super huge risk. But you're right. You know, if you say you got to go in 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 the following week against, as you mentioned, Kyle, Josh, or Swaggy, instead of having to go in against possibly Wes this week or Bananas, right? Because Think about it. If he volunteers to go in, bananas ends up in the try in as one of the nominees. Now you could have to go in against one of those two guys, which you probably, you know, if you're ranking, you don't want to really go in against those two guys. So I think you're right, and I think the the way that he laid it all out was perfect because it sort of showed some respect to bananas on the one hand and saying oh look at look at how much things have changed we used to be wishing for this moment to say bananas's name in an elimination right like we'd be gassed up to say that and i kind of like how he said yeah i'll do you this solid as kind of a a thought to next season or following seasons to be like hey bananas remember we, we looked out for each other, right? Like, I looked out for you. And be yeah. able to call back on that favor. Or even the fact when Bananas now comes back into the house because he won. Hey, if Corey the next week says, hey, I need you to throw me in. Or however the purge ends up playing out. Bananas is someone now that you kind of have a favor that you were granted to by giving praise to the legend, let's say. So I think it was a good move. And, and the way that he laid it out was perfect. I think one of the smartest things Corey has done this season is he has learned to use his sense of humor mm-hmm. to disarm people sure. in these votes. Facts. We've seen him do it previously when he like when everyone was being like Nelson promised me he was taking it to the final and like when that blew up in Nelson's face. And then Corey did a nice job of still being friends with Nelson but separating himself from Nelson's behavior. Mm-hmm. When he went, I was made promises. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was so smart. Yeah, 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 Because it showed, like, yeah, Nelson's my buddy, but, like, I'm not really, like, with what he's doing. It was so, it was such a subtle mm-hmm. touch. And we continue to see that in this instance, as you said. Um, Unbent Flow also asked us, is Corey finally fulfilling his potential as the face of the franchise for the challenge? No, you got to win first. Yeah, I got to win. He's 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 improved. He's improved for sure. But I think, you know, as you look at the next wave, if you say who knows how many more times Wes and Bananas are going to be coming on. But if you look at the marketing for this season, Jordan was kind of at the forefront in the logo and a lot of stuff that you saw. And that's obviously because he won last year. So I think it has to start there, right? Like it has to start with wins on top of just you being on the show. Um, but yeah. it's a start. I'd, 
I'd say his improved gameplay helps his cause, but the thing that I think Corey is still lacking in terms of like face of the franchise status is he could use better confessionals from an entertainment yeah. standpoint. Mm-hmm. Wes and Bananas and CT, I would say, are the three sort of the OG, well, not the OG, but like the the most recent veteran faces of the franchise and those three are all very good in confessional and entertaining i mean Mm -hmm. you're always talking about how johnny clearly has written lines coming in yeah yeah yeah. but it still works for sure totally and like ct has a really sort of dry mumbly humor that they really rely on from a production standpoint and wes um, obviously is very analytical and very good at describing but also has like good (laughs) one-liners No, I agree. And Corey, Corey doesn't quite fill any of those roles or hasn't carved his own no. niche either to be useful from a production standpoint. Yeah. And Jordan has. And like on, on the female side of things, I think like Tori is someone who does a really good job of that on the female side. Like she comes in with some written raps, some really funny one-liners and is yeah. really good in confessionals. If you think of someone who's not on this season but Killa Cam, I think same thing. Um, Smashly. Smashly, exactly. Too. Right. So you kind of understand why certain people have different value that they bring to the show. And I think that's one thing that just comes with being on the show for a while. And the big brother people, other than Casey, but like Swaggy and Bailey are pretty good. You know, Josh is just a character. So he's always trying to just make TV one way or the other. Um, Rogan, I think, has gotten better. Rogan's gotten better. Kyle's really good at confessionals. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just characters, having characters. Uh, But uh, another place where we get to see kind of characters interact in a different way, at least one time a season, we're guaranteed to see this, is a trivia contest. It's a challenge class. Love it. Is it always multiple choice? No, right? No, it's not. I was trying to remember that, and I didn't think so. So, <laughs> I did, off the hop, this might be one of my favorite... I think this is my line of the episode. And okay. this was a really funny episode. People had great mm-hmm. lines. But as they're, like, marching in and, like, getting on the risers ahead of thrown off, thrown being, like, the fancy chair you sit yep. on, Kyle says, I hate you, to TJ. And TJ replies immediately... I hate you a lot more. (laughs) And I have to Mm -hmm. say, there's few things that bring me joy in this life as much as how happy TJ is during trivia. He relishes this on such a level. Like, it's so beautiful to see because he's happy, Mm -hmm. you know? And when TJ's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, his laugh is just so, uh, you know, just punches through the screen. It's infectious. I forget who was saying it, but he was laughing before they even got up there. <laughs> like, he was losing it before even asking a yeah, question. Yeah, like, yeah. he was just dying. Yeah. I, and, and I love, too, that he's like, TJ says it's his favorite challenge, and it cuts to Nelson. And Nelson's just, like, shaking his head because he knows. He's like, oh, shit. I'm screwed. <laughs> At least, you know, that moment is like in Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. When Forrest meets Forrest Jr. for the same time, for the first time, and he asks, 
Jenny, if Forrest Jr. is like him, you know, stupid, like that self-awareness of the stupidity. I think that's my nice thing I'm going to say about Nelson. At least he's self-aware that he's not the brightest bulb, you know, like at least he's aware of his limitations. What was? Well, hold on. Aware of that limitation. He's he's ignorant of a lot of his limitations, but he at least knows that trivia is not his jam. Well, this is, could be my line of the episode, I think, where Nelson in his confessional when it's his turn and he's like, oh, I love multiple choice because it's a 50-50 chance that I can win this. <laughs> <laughs> and the producer's like, uh, a 50-50 chance, but there's three answers. <laughs> and Nelson's yeah. like, oh. Uh, well, I guess math's not really my thing. <laughs> I did laugh. I thought that was funny. Have you ever heard the Scott Steiner uh, math promo? Like no. the, the professional wrestler Scott yeah. Steiner? I'm, after this, I'm going to send this to you, Sheldon, because it's too okay. funny. Listeners, just Google Scott Steiner, S-T-E-I-N-E-R, math. There's YouTube clips of okay. it, and it's this professional wrestler trying to do the math of the odds of him winning, <laughs> and it is the funniest shit ever, and it is the same as Nelson saying that multiple choice gives him a 50-50 shot of winning. It's just, mwah, it's perfect. Great. Chef's kiss. It's great. How would you have done on these trivia questions? Do you know what's funny? And I, I feel like I say this all the time, but this one, because it was multiple choice, was even worse. I wouldn't have done well. Because it was funny, I was playing along as it's going, and I would always outthink myself. Because I'm always thinking, mm-hmm. yo, they're trying to trick me. Right? So I think of that, and that's me sitting on the couch. Now, me hanging on to something for my dear life, 50 feet above water, I definitely would have done bad on this. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Because there are just so many questions where it's like, yeah, this is the obvious answer. But I'm like, wait, what was the question again? And you're just clearly overthinking it. So I think the perfect example of that, which sums it up the most, and I don't know how many of these questions you have written down that you like want to like go through in depth, but the one that was like, oh. who is listed as the highest paid athlete of all time? Like, obviously, yeah. I know the answer to that. Right. Like I'm sitting here with like Jordans in front of me. But in my mind, when they asked the question, I was like, wait, does it do endorsements count or is he just talking about being paid from your sport? So in my mind, I was like, oh, did David Beckham's salary? Was it more than Tiger Woods' purse winnings from all the golf tournaments? That's what I was thinking in my mind. And I would have gotten that question wrong. Whereas obviously they're not breaking it down. Do you know what I'm saying? Obviously, they're not breaking it down to like, oh, well, we're only going to count this and that. But in my brain, I'm like, oh, well, obviously, they're not counting endorsements. They probably just mean like from sports and they're tricking us. So the answer is not Michael Jordan. It's going to be Tiger or David Beckham because they're not including endorsements. And I'm like, I would have gotten that wrong. I did. I did the same thing. I immediately was like Jordan, and then like as when they got to David Beckham, I'm like, oh shit! But maybe Beckham. <laughs> like soccer players, their base it, salary is exactly, more, especially in the eras they yep, played in. Totally. And then I was like, and like Beckham has tons of endorsements, tons of investments. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, shit. So like, ugh, but Jordan brand alone. Yeah. So I would say Jordan brand alone. I'd say Jordan I get like, and I was like, I'm I get fifty percent of them. Yeah, I mean, I would probably answer somewhere around that clip too. Like, there are a lot where I was just kind of like, oh no, I got that wrong. Oh no, I got that wrong. But it was it was interesting, and a lot of ones that were just kind of weird, right? Like, you know, yeah. which country has the most shark attacks? Like, I don't know. Like, just like odd I, questions. I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be Australia. Same. That would have been my guess too. No. But no. <laughs> um, Lucas Wyatt mm-hmm. asks, are you shocked that D won? Uh, do you know what? <laughs> okay, I kind of thought this might have been one of those episodes where the fix was in to set up a Johnny know. Bananas or Wes big time decision. Because who knows how they set up the order of the questions and like who was going to go first, who was going to go next and all that stuff. But I did find it very convenient that like D basically won on the most basic question ever about like which piece on a chessboard can move. Like, come on, that's such an easy question. And they have a chessboard in the house but it's just like anybody knows that question right like that wasn't hard and it's like okay so that's a question that d wins on and if you think about it if d wins and she's in that automatically sets up this dynamic of what and what are wes and bananas gonna do and then when you flip it to the guy side of things right wes's answers at the very end were pretty easy too so it's kind of like wait a second here and maybe i'm going way too deep and giving the producers way too much credit for plotting this whole thing out and also maybe i'm just a hater of d (laughs) i'm just like oh she only won because it was so easy because i'm being a hater those things are all plausible i'm not (laughs) i'm not saying i'm above any of those things but uh i was just mad that d won because d's annoying I can't stand D. I do think that D got a boost not just by like how easy her question was, but like Anissa, three of the women, Maddie, Anissa, and I want to say Bailey, mm-hmm. were actually eliminated after one strike. Yeah. And I would certainly say that Anissa and Bailey are probably smarter than D. Okay. So D being asked last or second to last was a huge benefit Mm -hmm. to her yeah right so like it wasn't i wouldn't say that she won by skill she won by virtue of the fact that she went last and no one and that anisa asked or sorry is nani that got eliminated nani yeah yeah but that anisa asked to be eliminated to be eliminated so like it it was more it was less that d won and more that the others lost agreed you know yep, what I'm totally um i had a question for you though how shocked are you that bailey is a big taylor swift fan because <laughs> i gotta tell you bailey strikes me as the girl in grade six that was really into horses and rainbows you know what i'm saying <laughs> like as soon as she was like standing on taylor swift i'm like of course you're a taylor swift fan bailey see i that question was funny because i would have guessed billy eilish as well i i did guess because i was eilish. just like I, I don't know what's going on and i couldn't even tell you and i'm being honest when i say this i couldn't even tell you a billy eilish song i just know that i see her everywhere 
right? Like she's always on the timeline about something. I know that she's a big deal. And so I just assumed, okay, well, that would be the answer for whatever happened in music in 2019, because anything, I don't know any of the songs, but I know who this person is, <laughs> right? So <laughs> if that comes across my radar, fine. Taylor Swift, obviously I know who Taylor Swift is, but when she releases music, I feel like I kind of know about it or I'll at least be like, oh yeah, I heard that song and it sucks or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I thought the answer was definitely Billie Eilish. And so it was funny where it's like, of course it was Taylor Swift. <laughs> that reaction was kind of funny. Um, and no, I I mean, I don't know. Bailey, Bailey and Swaggy are a very interesting couple. A very interesting couple. I don't know. I... You know, I say this about once a season. I would love to see a psychological examination of both of them, but especially Bailey. <laughs> she is so defensive of Swaggy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, when I think Rogan put a strike on yeah, Swaggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was so mad. And she she's so mad and called him an evil asshole. <laughs> like... Holy shit, like, you guys are not on the same side of the house. And, like, you have to know this. Like, the strike has to go somewhere. Like, Do you find it funny, though, that she's still so paranoid of Swaggy being thrown in? Like yeah. when Well, they're not going to win because they're going to avoid elimination the entire <laughs> season. And then that's yeah. it. Like, Yeah. Um, but, again, that comes from the big brother their big brother season where yeah. they didn't really last that long. So they're just trying to survive as long as possible. Right. Not realizing it's a different game. It's a different game. Johnny bananas was not trying to survive as long as possible. He no. went with Tej. I'm going to go with D your mother, <laughs> which is maybe the best opportunity we've ever had for me to tell the story about when I ran for class president in high <laughs> okay. school. You remember that, Sheldon? I don't think I got to tell that story. But I don't remember that. That's be... incredible, though. I'm oh trying to... My, my my memory is bad, though. I will say, like, that's an unfair... You know, for me, like, my memory is bad. But... Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying, there is a story out there about when I ran for class president. <laughs> okay. And it segues to the phrase, your mother. <laughs> um, uh... I also, I wanted to dunk on Fassi. Okay who somehow did not know that Everest was the tallest mountain? See, I think he got thrown like, off because they said, like, how, how did they phrase it? It was something like above sea level. So I thought, did yeah. that throw him off? Like, did that make him overthink it? I don't know. But also, would Fessy have just known that? Again, I don't know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Fessy didn't really do too well. Um bananas though what do you make of bananas's play that he was just like i'm gonna just sabotage this because i'm gonna show everyone from the get-go that i want to lose because i want to go in do you like that ploy yeah i think people should have been doing this <laughs> much sooner yes. i think i've been saying that like how many times have i said that ct was the only one that had the right idea yeah, yeah. Although it didn't pan out for him. Like, he was, he was the one that was most on mm -hmm. it. 
Uh, Rob Tenniswood. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Before you get to it, to emphasize the point I was trying to make earlier, I, I totally forgot sure. what Wes's question was. As we were saying, Wes and D's questions were super easy. Wes's question, like, remember he didn't even let TJ finish? He was just like, because it was like, yeah. who is a king of rock and roll or something like that? And he's like, Elvis, mm-hmm. Elvis, Elvis. And it's just like, really? That's your question? Like, that's when I was kind of like, okay, what's going on here? But anyways... We can move on. Question. So Rob Tenniswood says people's lines before they dropped during the daily were hilarious. Rogan asking for Burger King as he fell. <laughs> Wes politely thanking TJ. This is one of the best episodes this season. I agree with Rob. Uh, did Rogan ask for Burger King or did he declare that he is the Burger King? <laughs> Rogan. I heard it is him. I didn't understand <laughs> Rogan's play here. Like, because I just found it odd because, you know, Wes is trying to say he wants to save Swaggy because Swaggy doesn't want to go in and Swaggy's obviously a number for him. But Rogan was so adamant that he wanted to be in, but he already has his skull. And I don't really think there was a threat of anyone throwing Rogan in. So, or maybe he didn't trust D. Maybe that could be a thing. That might be it. So if that's the if that's the issue, that makes sense. As we talk it through, as normal, when we talk things through, things begin to make sense. And yeah, I guess that's it. Because I was I was like, wait, why is this even such a big deal? He can't really care about Burger King as much as that's what he said. But, anyways, I know I know they're prompted, but I don't think I could fake that level of excitement to eat Burger King. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe like, the five grand helps a little. Yeah, but they didn't know about the five grand. True. The five grand, obviously, better than the Burger King. Mm-hmm. But, like, in all seriousness, like, Burger King's got to be, what, like, the fifth best fast food chain? At least, yeah. Like, for bur- for burgers Yeah, like, I couldn't even tell you the last time I had Burger King. Or when the thought process would enter my mind, hey, you know what we should get? Burger King. Couldn't tell you... Like, when that has ever entered my thought process. I don't even know where there is a Burger King in Toronto. It's a good call. I'm sure they exist. I just don't know where. It's a good call. And, like, for our American listeners, like, Toronto's the fourth largest city in North America. Like, for us to not know where Burger Kings might be. Yeah, I, I don't know. Speaks volumes. And, like... I don't know. Like McDonald's is probably number one in terms of popularity. I feel like there's one on like, Young Street. I know there's a Burger King on Young Street, like right downtown, like Young used and Bloor. Used to be area. one at like Young and College, but like I don't know if it's still there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Maybe like Young and Gerard, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, just like that level. Like I get it. Like they were definitely prompted to be like that excited, and I could see being excited for food other than like the cafeteria food they're mm-hmm. getting, like anything to change it yeah. up. But like, man, there's way better burger places. Out I, there. I guarantee you, though, that they definitely were prompted like, hey, guys, we need you to cheer. We're going to tell you that you're getting Burger King. We need you to fake a reaction here. Guarantee that's how they do the scene, right? Oh, yeah. So, oh, for it's sure. understandable. And like, you know, Rogan's British. They don't I don't know that they have the burger scene that we do. Right. Like they don't have an in and out mm-hmm. or like. Uh, Shake Shack or Harvey's mm-hmm. or like, you know, they don't have the options that we do. For sure. The funny part, too, is um, 
Rogan's just reaction and the crowns are pretty funny. I think when Wes, when they're eating the Burger King and Wes is like, did he say, do I look like an idiot? And, and Rogan's yeah. like, you mean right now? <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. I, I found that, I found that rather hilarious. I thought that was cool. Is this, is the last two episodes the most likable Rogan has been ever on this show? Here's the thing. Rogan was really only annoying because of D. Other than that, if you really think back, he got eliminated right away. And then when he came back the following season, he was just talking about getting some form of redemption, which cool. Who doesn't want to root for like an underdog story? And if you think about it, he was partnered with Joss, right? Joss was his boy and Joss, most people seem to like Rogan. We only really found annoying. Because of the drama yeah. with D. Yeah. Right? Like, that's pretty that's much fair. it, really. Um, yeah. Well, the drama with D, and if you remember, he what was it last season? He flip-flopped, right? Like, he was in the alliance with Wes, and then he ran and told the other side of the house, this is what Wes was doing. Like, he was figuring out his way through the game. So it wasn't really a good look for Rogan at all. And No, not at all. And now, though, he wins, so he has his... Uh, Red Skull, so there's less for him to do. That's how he's coming yeah. off, okay. So, Johnny gets a unanimous vote mm-hmm. in. And I just want to make sure. We got a lot of questions this week, which is Nothing great. Nothing wrong with that. Um, let me just... Um, Unbent flow. I sort of allude to this, but they ask: At what point should multiple people have volunteered for house votes at the same time this season? I would say, I think a lot. Like I think a lot of people, especially the mm-hmm. men, had a hard time understanding the importance of getting in and getting that red skull. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk more about this, but like later on in this episode of You Killed It. But like, I think a lot of people had a hard time wrapping their head around what needed to be done. No, that's fair. Right? No, that's fair. I think, too, in all reality, because if I'm being honest, too, and I think I said this early on, I think you kind of got to give time to see what the season holds. So I kind of understood at yeah. the beginning not directly wanting to go in because you kind of got to feel it out and see how the game's going see how it's being how it's being played in terms of what you know uh wrinkles they might be throwing in right or what you know oh when there's double elimination weeks you know what i should probably try to go in this week you know figure things out like get a feel for when is the best time to go in also too it's another huge factor i think Nowadays, there's so many new people each and every season. You might want to take some time to have some challenges, see how people do in challenges to kind of size them up, right? And see how good they are in the different competitions. See what certain people's strengths and weaknesses are. And then now when you're deciding who should I go in against, right? Because if you don't know Swaggy, you don't know Fessy, you don't know... Um, Bailey, there's so many just brand new people. So I cannot, I can understand taking a while, seeing how it goes and learning more before making your educated decision. With that said, as you always bring up CT's move, 
Not mad at that. Not mad at that. No. Um, so the tribunal selects Corey and Kyle and who's the third one? Uh, Corey, Kyle, and Swaggy. And Swaggy to interview. Mm-hmm. Not a lot to be said, although Swaggy did make a good impression. I was surprised mm-hmm. more by people's reactions. I was surprised by how angry Kyle was. Yeah. That Wes keeps bringing him in really just to mess with. Like, I think from Wes's perspective, this is my buddy Kyle. I'm just giving him the gears. Whereas Kyle was like, I think, legitimately upset about it. For sure. And the other reaction, of course, was Josh saying that he was blindsided that he was not selected. It's a miracle. Like, (laughs) And then, like, at a later point, he says that if Johnny is eliminated, he's going to lose it in the house. As if Josh has really like kept it together. As Correct. Is. And also, he says that he... Um, uh, shit. Oh, that like he dislikes Wes because Wes is always saying that he's obsessed with him. <laughs> like, Josh, you are obsessed with Wes. <laughs> like... In confessionals, in conversations with other people, like he talks about Wes (laughs) more than anyone talks about anyone else on the show. He talks about Wes more than Bailey talks about Swaggy. So there's a lot to unpack there. First, let's I'll try to go in order there. So Kyle Kyle's explanation that he has after the fact, right? Where he's talking about, well, I always feel like I'm working with Wes or bananas. He says that all the time, right? I'm always kind of working with both of them, but I always shift more to Bananas' side because at least Bananas is straight up, whereas Wes is always playing all these different angles and you never really know what he's up to. So yes, I would say that is a very accurate depiction of the two of those guys, right? But this kind of shows where Kyle is disillusioned in this game and where, remember before when he got in the argument with Nelson and I was kind of like, I'm kind of with Nelson here in terms of Kyle's game is always so out of the blue and random. Kyle, in this instance, baits himself out here to proving that fact Mm -hmm. that he doesn't really know what he's talking about. Why, you ask? He just said that he normally works with Wes and Bananas. This is the first season that we've seen Wes and Bananas work together. So how is it possible that you could be on the show every season and you're working with Wes and Bananas? Isn't that conflict? Like, how does that make sense? Right? He's just talking out of his ass, right? And so he doesn't realize what's going on and how messed up his own game is to the point where he doesn't even realize that Wes is just messing with them. Right. He's actually thinking like, oh, is this a problem? Like, this is why I always rep bananas anyways. And it's like, no, Wes is messing with you on purpose because you don't really have a game. (laughs) Right. You don't even realize what goes on with Wes and bananas that Wes is just messing with you because you're always playing both sides. So how hypocritical is it to call out Wes for you don't know what side he's doing and he's always making all these alliances when you just said that you do the exact same thing? It's my Kyle rant. Mm-hmm. Um, what was next? Josh? Yeah, Josh. <laughs> being blindsided. So jo- There's a miracle that he wasn't put in. Josh, first off, right? Josh says, 
um, oh, I'm so nervous because I might have to go in. And if I have to go in against Bananas, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm thinking, hold on, are Josh and Bananas friends? Like, did I miss that episode? Like, what? what's Josh talking about? That he can't see himself. He doesn't really want to go in against Bananas because that would be so hard for him to do that. Like, what? What? I missed that. But again, Josh is so dramatic. It's just like, whatever, Josh. And as you mentioned, Corey... We talked about this earlier, right? Corey, just very level-headed how he went about it. It was super measured. But my question to you, John, is Wes's decision-making here. He basically makes it known to D and uh, Rogan that I still might go down. Like, chances are I'm going in, but I haven't really made my final decision yet. So they come to the conclusion that if he wants to go in, he's going to go in. But if not, they're going to pick Corey. And my question to you is, does that make sense? Because if you knew that before you picked the three competitors and you and Bananas have been working together this season, wouldn't you have picked other people that you thought Bananas could beat? Yep. So that, okay, cool. If you don't want to go in and get the skull, cool. But at least you're getting Bananas and having him come back into the house. That was the part that was kind of weird to me in terms of Wes's decision making, because to me, he kind of let it be personal with Josh. And this was kind of the flaw where I think Wes overplayed his hand, where he didn't want to bring Josh in because he didn't want to give Josh the satisfaction of Wes saying his name and thinking that Josh was on his level, whereas the play should have been to bring in Josh and just be straight up and honest and say, hey, listen, Bananas volunteered to go in. I don't know if I'm going to go in yet. It all depends on if I like what the elimination is. But if I don't go in, the only reason I'm calling you in is because I think you suck. <laughs> and I think Bananas can beat you in an elimination. That's the only reason I'm bringing you mm -hmm. in here. This isn't about a rivalry. This isn't about me thinking that you're good or I'm worried about you. It's the exact opposite. I think that you are a terrible competitor. And if I can't go in an elimination against you, then hopefully my alliance member, Bananas, can. And he will beat you and you will go home. That was the play. I, I, I agree. Um, I also found it strange that Wes and Bananas were making all these moves, but are in an alliance and not speaking to each other about all these moves. Well, that's where I wonder how much, like, this is what they're saying, but, like, how much was actually done behind the scenes? Because it just seems so that's weird what, for Wes to be blindsided and not know that Bananas was going to go in. And that's sort of what I'm driving at is, I mean... Before the season aired, or just at the start of the season, West revealed on social media that he had had a torn labrum in his shoulder okay. for months okay. and got it treated after the season. We also know that like West took a long break from being on the challenge because he didn't like being away from his businesses. Mm -hmm. He told that to you and I directly. Like That's just the fact. Okay. So I just wonder, like, it's unlike either Johnny or Wes 
to not be like, okay, if we want to get there, what we have to do is manipulate the house. So getting rid of Jordan makes sense. Mm -hmm. But we have to manipulate the house so that we get to go in against guys that we think we can beat. And we have to do this where, like, Johnny basically advocates for Wes's, right? Like, they talked about, like, oh, how hard it is to, like, keep our alliance secret. But in a format where the entire point is to put people into elimination, Mm -hmm. but it could benefit them, wouldn't it have worked really well, in hindsight, granted, if Johnny had worked to put Wes into elimination? Hmm. Because everyone would be like, of course Johnny wants to go into a yeah. West Ed. And then vice versa, mm-hmm. West tries to get Johnny out, but also at the same time put them up in favorable matchups. Like in terms of long, not just this episode, but long term, I don't understand that why that wasn't the play for the both of them. Because it, like it would have maintained their cover and also worked in the format of the show yeah i mean it's super head scratching like i don't really understand what their thought process was in terms of okay let's let's play it out as we watched it right so let's assume they didn't really talk about it and as bananas points out the big issue with wes and why he's upset is because he kind of thought he was going to be in control by winning and johnny sort of removed that by automatically throwing himself in. So Wes might not be mad that he has to go against Bananas. He's just mad that he's not the one making the decision. And he's kind of forced into it now because he doesn't want to risk he doesn't want to risk what could possibly be happening next week or next time the guys' eliminations yeah. come around. So he knows he doesn't want to risk that. So the best chance is to go in now. But now he has to go in against Bananas. And I think that's really the problem here where, okay, their alliance lasted this far into the season, but at the end of the day, Bananas made the first decision by being able to convince everybody to automatically put him in. And he didn't do that by having to win, which to be honest, I thought was the best way to get in the elimination, which I mean, Wes did make that decision, right? And I mean, it's a wrong decision because he lost, but... Let's be honest, that elimination was super fluke. Like, anyone could have won that. Yeah, I I maybe should go back and watch it, but <clears throat> it's, like, rewatched it. But I think one of the things, we should describe what it was, because we're going to start talking about it. So the purgatory competition is they have to, it's a giant drywall wall mm-hmm. that's broken up into squares, and there's three batteries hidden behind the wall. They have to punch through the walls and like climb mm-hmm. it from the holes that they make, recover the three batteries and put them in their like cells. Yeah. And early on, Johnny says that his strategy is to be really thorough in checking each hole because you don't want to put in all that time and effort. And you miss. Yeah, because you didn't like check properly. Mm-hmm. And, like, they didn't really highlight it, but I feel like that happened to Wes. Totally. Like, I feel like he found his second one in a hole that he'd already passed Totally. And even then, it was really close. Like, he was carrying his third one over when Johnny won. Was that his third one or his his second one? It was his third one. Um, 
No, I agree with you. I think that Bananas um, was totally right in his thinking because he only had to really go back and relook for his third one. And whereas, yeah. you know, at least you got the first two correct. So that obviously saves you in time. But I even want to go back a little further here just to the whole point of this whole, like, should Wes have put himself in against Bananas? So even if you agree and say, yes, the right decision is to go in now because who knows what's going to happen next week. Once and because, let's be honest, he probably fell into the trap of Corey and Nelson who are kind of like egging him on and hyping up this match of the century and this thing that everyone wants to see. And there's kind of this whole backlog of, Wes, the showman, that does want to give the people what they want, right? And knows that this could be an epic episode where it's him versus Bananas. And if he takes out Bananas, that's an MVP role of the season. So all that narrative. But now when we come into the actual challenge, the actual elimination in the purgatory, here's the second part of that question. Okay, cool. You say, chances are I really want to go in. But now that you see what it is, and you look at that, and that's pretty random of a game, right? Like, there's no real, like, yeah. you can have a strategy, which I think Wes's strategy was correct to kind of climb up all on one side. But at the end of the day, that's a pretty random challenge, a random elimination. And I don't think I would have put myself in. Having the opportunity to say yes or no, I think I would have said no. And I would have put someone else in because that was too random as opposed to, let's say it was a headbanger. I would know how confident I am. Okay, can I take bananas in a headbanger? Yes, I like my chances or no, I don't like my chances. Or if it's a puzzle, yes, I like my chances or no, I don't. Right? Those things come down to how good you are at physical competitions or how good you are at a puzzle. This was just completely random. And I don't like those eliminations at all, right? And I wouldn't have gone in. I would not have gone in. The other, the other thing is, remember uh, the season where Jordan flipped all the things mm-hmm. so that he could go in against yeah. Johnny? The competition they did was not quite this, Similar. but was related, where they had to climb a wall by punching holes and driving. For sure. It sounds weird to describe that as a skill, but Johnny has experience with this. Mm-hmm. That like yes you're right it's a random, somewhat random uh, competition but Johnny has experience with the actual act of punching holes in drywall and climbing it. I don't recall Wes ever having to do this. Yeah. So it, it is. Like, I know what you're a saying. Sm- a slight edge to bananas. I know what you're saying. It's like he has more experience in these types of challenge, which again is another reason it shades more towards him. But I think the the likeliness of it being random shifts away from your chances of winning. And that, to me, was the overall reason why I would have gotten a look at this challenge and I would have been like, nah, we got to climb and find puzzle pieces? Like, nah. This isn't really about how fast you are or how whatever. It really just might come down to whichever side of the board you decided to, to start at. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. So yeah. that, to me, is where Wes... You know, there's multiple places where Wes, I think, made the mistake or had the decision to go one way or the next, and he just repeatedly made the wrong decision. Uh, both Lucas Wyatt and Jill Robinson asked us on Twitter if we think that Wes made a mistake. Uh, was it Jill Robinson? There's someone else. Okay. Yeah, 
Well, Jill, Jill described it as an epic mistake by Wes. Lucas asked us if it was a mistake. I think we're pretty clear just now. I think so. Uh, and not just in terms of like this episode, but like I said, I think Bananas and Wes as a team should have um, plotted this out. Plotted this out. Yeah. Better. And like, I don't know, I'm a little skeptical that they seemingly hadn't spoken about this at all, this episode. And they kept saying, like, acknowledging that they hadn't spoken about it. Like, well, you, you guys know where each other are. Well, like, the, just- the thing is, though, you know, in reality, as much as you can have an alliance, at a certain point, you do have to make the best decision for yourself. And if you're playing out the odds, which both of these guys are super smart, and they've been through it before. Do you take your shot now of going into elimination where you can decide it? Or do you leave it to what could be the last opportunity and not know how that plays out? So I think they both made the calculated decision that, hey, if I need to get in an elimination to get to the final, this is the best chance to do it as opposed to whatever happens next, the unknown. But again, that's where alliance or not, you kind of got to be selfish. And even if they did talk about it and debate about it, it's tough for the other one to give up and say, you know what, I'm going to pass up this opportunity and just wait. So I kind of get why they might not have been on the same page with this. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I did want to speak about how nice the moment was afterwards. Okay. They're they're hugging, their conversations. Um, Hearing Bananas say that, you know, his biggest mistake on the 20 seasons is letting the beef ride for too long. Mm -hmm. And that they should have gotten their act together earlier and and work things out. And I will say, I really think Johnny, well, no, they both fed into it. But, like, Johnny was particularly aggressive in chasing Wes in previous seasons. Totally. So it was nice to hear him say that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I do have one qualm about this. And that is... For the very first time that Wes and Bananas face each other in an elimination, mm-hmm. I would have liked it if they did not like each other. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it would have been yeah. it would have been nice to see a little more heat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was cool to see. Um, but it wasn't perfect. But here I'm gonna read to you sorry, say your thing and then I'm gonna No, I was gonna got something to I read. was just gonna say the reason though. So Bananas is saying that, right? But he's saying that as a product of this generation and what the challenge has become. So what I mean by that is, you know, he realizes now, if me and Wes have been working together from before, we could have been building up each other this whole time. Like, think about how good this would have been us as a tandem every single season working together. We could have been building each other up instead of, Think of Bananas' last couple appearances, right? He ends up losing early on because his sights are just so focused on Wes. And they messed up multiple seasons in a row because they're going at each other, especially on that War of the Worlds season, right? They messed up by going at each other instead of going at the other side. And they basically gave away a full season, if not two, of the challenge, right? 
where they mm-hmm. just screwed each other over and allowed this whole new generation to kind of enter into the challenge world and become sort of a thing. The problem is, though, he's talking about that mentality as of now in this social media era where you can build people up and have this whole other challenge world and challenge headline cycle in the tabloids and all that year round because of social media. Back in the day, early on, when these guys, 20 years ago, when these guys are first on the show, it wasn't really like that. So it's kind of different. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where you can't really think of it in that light because it's going to just be a different situation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So Wes had a lengthy post on Instagram. Did you see it? I did not. All right. I'll read it out. It's long, so buckle up. This was a fantastic episode, but I lost. Why did I lose? I lost a little bit of focus. I could have been a little more methodical. I misread the structural integrity of an apparatus that I should be familiar with. Notice something? I'm not saying it's production's fault, bananas cheated, I got robbed, this isn't fair, what was me? I lost fair and square. This loss rests firmly on my shoulders. I'd like to formally congratulate Bananas on his win and a very deserved Red Skull. He's always been jealous of my Red Skull and now has his own. It was a shitload of fun working with him this season. I hope that no one, especially him, interprets my move as anything other than both of us knowing it was time to go in. I'm proud of how I played this game. I only had a single vote cast in my direction the entire season by a man who was promptly removed. I won more daily challenges than anyone else and used that power to make moves that led to the demise of the people that stood the best shot at hurting me long term. I'm proud of myself for the courage it takes to volunteer to go into an elimination when technically I had complete control to sit back safely. I'm also incredibly proud of MTV for creating the greatest competition show on the planet and I'm thankful to be a small part of that machine. But more importantly, I'm proud of how they've handled these major social hurdles that the world is battling. MTV is more than TV. They're a strong voice of my generation. They've pointed me in the right direction in the past several months about where to donate. They've vetted partnership uh, organizations for me about who needed the most support and could accomplish the most with the added promotion slash funding. They've encouraged action immediately upon it becoming the right thing to do as opposed to after it became cool. They're the reason why I've been surrounded by the most diverse people on the planet, making it easier for me to be empathetic to all walks of life. They've turned my colleagues and I into a weapon of peace and change. These wars are not over. We're not at the finish line, but I see you and I like what I see. So that I thought was a very nice and worthy message from him. And I'm curious to see what happens next between the two of them. Uh, Yeah, one thing I thought that was really cool about what Banana said was if the roles were reversed and Wes had volunteered to go in and he had the opportunity, he's like, I don't think I would have had the stones to go in against Wes because it just, there's just so much on the line in terms of the impact of the season, in terms of everything. So I thought that was kind of interesting to have Bananas admit that. 
And yeah, yeah, I mean, we've watched these two guys on TV for, yeah, 20 seasons for so long. So it is interesting to kind of see how different their thought process was. And also it, it looks like you're seeing different people, right? Like bananas has been super calm and chill on the challenge for how many seasons now, right? Where he's just coming in and it's all business and, you know, even at the beginning, if we thought that his relationship with Morgan was like phony or for the tabloids or for whatever, for whatever reason, my guy seems a lot calmer when he comes on the yeah. show and he's not getting in fights or starting drama, right? Yep. Uh, or stirring the pot. Like his stirring the pot is more like funny and jokes as opposed to like malicious intent, as I think it would have been a lot earlier on when he was on the show. Um, yeah, and those two guys are like ambassadors for the show, if you're being honest, right? Like those two guys yeah. represent what the challenge is and play a role in what I was just saying in terms of the challenge being this 365 kind of reality TV headline because of social media and Twitter and all that. You see what Johnny's up to. You see him and Morgan interacting and making their workout videos, or you see Wes tweeting you know, to other challenge members all the time. So it's interesting to see how those two guys have kind of grown up with the show. And it makes you think who's next after them to kind of push it forward. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. And I don't know. And maybe we'll find out this season, depending on who wins. A lot depends on who wins. I have to ask you, Sheldon, who killed it for you this week? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously bananas, right? Like bananas. He came in with a, a straight goal and focus in terms of, hey, guys, like, put me in. I'm not even going to attempt to try to win this challenge. I'm going to drop off right away. I'm going to do it in a funny way. Um, he even was smart enough to preemptively, before the nominations began, he was campaigning saying, hey, everyone put me in, put me in. And then I like the calculated way that he did it in the nomination ceremony where he kind of humble bragged by saying, hey, in my 20 years of being on this show, I'm, I've never done something like this where I've volunteering myself to go into an elimination, but I'm doing it now. And I hope that you guys would give me the respect of, of granting me this wish. I thought that was an OG humble brag way of saying, Hey, like, I think I've earned at least the, the right to, for you guys to grant me this, right? Grant the yeah. old man a wish and throw me in the elimination. I thought, you know, that was a smart way of playing it. And then obviously he won. So you got to give him that credit. He's got his red skull. And yeah, Bananas won the episode for sure. I have to agree. I think Wes, uh, I mean, maybe an argument could be made that Wes and Bananas were the winners. Okay. Just because we've seen them mature and everything. But I mean, at the end of the day, it is about winning red skulls and getting to the final. So honorable mention to Wes. But yes, I agree. Bananas is the winner uh, of this week's MVP. A great episode, a fun episode. Totally. Uh, it was nice to see something that had been so long in the making finally come to pass. As I said, there was a part of me that wished that it had happened when they were not friends, mm -hmm. when they hated each other. Like, that would have been nice to see. But, you know, so it goes. One thing... I'm interested to see what the reunion's going to be like. For sure, for sure. And the one thing I'll say, and this isn't a knock, but it's probably just because I watch way too much Vanderpump Rules. 
<laughs> Shout out to Vanderpump Rules, by the way. But on that show, they do such an incredible job with their flashbacks. So if you're yeah. tuning into the show and something's happening this week, they cut back to something from like season one and give you like a little 15 second breakdown and reference point as to what they're talking about, right? So even if you hadn't been watching mm -hmm. from the beginning, oh, you get why Jackson Stassi, why it's so big of a deal for Jackson Stassi to have the relationship they have now because of what they went through in season one, two, and three. With this, we know because we've obviously watched the challenge for that long. I wonder if people who are newer to the challenge fully grasped what Bananas and Wes have been through. And even... Even if, like, and when I say new to the challenge, I probably should say newer, because even if you've only, yeah. like, I'm talking if you go back to the very beginning, even if you go back to when, like, Kenny and all them were on the challenge, like, if you go way, way back, like, before Rivals, whatever, right, and you really played out some of those scenes between Wes and Bananas to fully grasp what was going down, I think we needed a little more of that to then fully emphasize where they're at now and why this was a big moment. And that's hard to do. Yeah. Like, in fairness, I'm saying Vanderpump Rules, and I know it sounds funny because I'm, like, bigging up Vanderpump Rules, but I'm saying they do probably the best job with their flashbacks to explain those situations and their cutaways from what's happening right now to what happens somewhere else. So it'll be like, for example, it'd be like, hey, I've never said your name before, and then it cuts right away to you blatantly saying that person's name. Like, they do that shit all yeah. the time, and it's bang on. That's what I needed a little bit here, and that's for me, knowing the whole story. But I think I would have liked yeah. to see a little bit more of a flashback, and that would have emphasized it and not come off... It didn't come off cheesy, but it was kind of almost teetering on the cheesy side for me. Yeah, and I think part of the problem is... So much of their beef is related to Kenny and Evan. Yeah. Oh, and they, they can't show that stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good call. Right, like a big, a big stepping stone in the feud is um, between. It's really between Wes and what they call the JEK. Yeah, yeah. JEK yeah. Empire. Yep. But where like it was Wes versus Kenny. Yes. Constantly. True. On Fresh Meat 2. And Johnny wasn't on that season. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. You make a good point. So there's like some some of it's a little mm -hmm. hidden. You can't really talk but about yeah. that. Yeah, no, you're right. Totally right. Uh, where can the people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And I'd like to give a huge shout out to the people that really have been rocking with us and liking and subscribing on iTunes and SoundCloud and, of course, on the YouTube page. If you just go to YouTube, obviously, and you search our uh, You Killed It podcast, uh, you can subscribe to the page. It's under my name, Sheldon Alexander, but you can see us have this conversation every week. And I think it's helped our conversation with the pod because we can like, we're seeing each other, you know, which makes it easier to obviously have a conversation. Um, yeah. So like, that's been really cool. And you know, the response has been pretty good. People are commenting on the pod and all that. And you're reading all these comments, obviously that we're getting from people. So that's been a lot of fun and we're having fun this season and enjoying one of the better seasons of the challenge so far. So yeah, keep it up. 
keep talking to us and shout to the people in the Reddit group. I see all the conversations going on in the Reddit group. And, you know, one week, maybe I'll like round up and, and read a bunch of those comments. But trust me, believe me when I tell you, I see those comments. So shouts to all those people. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And until next week, this is You Killed It. You killed it.